Ask a Jew or a secular sinful Israeli speaks to a holy religious friend. We are the Doug and Kamala of Judaism. Um, <laughs> you are I, definitely the Doug, Emma. Yeah, I, there's no, there's no disagreement there. I am the wait, Doug. Wait, but that makes me Kamala, and I don't know. I don't really want to be her. But okay, yeah, fine. But you're the knows Doug. More about Judaism than Doug. So. <laughs> I mean that. If, for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, Doug Emhoff, who is what do we call him? The second gentleman. Lady. The second, the second gentleman posted a tweet and an Instagram post about Hanukkah. He's mm-hmm. the, like the Jew, and it even was most, I knew what was wrong with it. I mean, it was the most ridiculous way of yeah. d- describing Hanukkah. It made no sense whatsoever. I don't even. I'm like, I don't know what I just did. Sorry. Um, I don't know what he was thinking um, when he posted that. But anyway, it was pathetic, and he took that, it down. I feel like you know. I feel like if Saturday Night Live wanted to be funny. Which they clearly don't. They yeah. should do a skit about all the social media managers of all these people and like a support group for them. I mean, do but, you think they get fired? Like, what happened? You know, you're a crisis manager. Like, what happens? No, I don't think so. They I don't get they, fired? No, I think these people like twist themselves into thinking that like they did the right thing, maybe. Right. Um, but also, like, let's say you're the social media manager for the UN Women's Health Organization. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, and I'm not even joking. Like, your life must <laughs> suck right now. Not I as know. much as the women in Israel who uh, you yeah. have been ignoring. But it's just like, it really gets to you to, like, have to be under constant attack, even if it's... And assuming yeah. if you're the social media manager for the UN, you actually care about the UN. Um so I, you know, pr- let's pray for them. Let's pray for. Oh, the are we praying for them? Yeah, yeah. I just like there's sometimes when I read, a, I'll sometimes read a tweet and I'll be like, "Who thought that that was a good idea?" Like I want to <laughs> meet them. Like that's how bad it is. I'm like I want to meet the person who thought that that was clever or funny or like I don't know. I just do not have that level of confidence. Like put things out there. Like I do tweet a little bit, not very much, but I'm always like thinking about it. Did it sound right? Is it funny? Is it serious? Like I I don't know. I don't get these yeah. people. So I I have a, a presentation that I do when I when I do training for social media about like different types of things that could go wrong on social media when you tweet. Um, but there is also like just the the complete like thing out of left field where you do yeah. not expect you tweet something and it's completely normal except one corner of the internet finds it like really, really <laughs> right. funny. Right. right. Um, or really embarrassing. But I had like a Twitter, I don't know if to call it like, honestly, if I had to do it all over again, I'd probably do the same thing. But I had this because, you know, I post a lot about Israel now at YaelBT on Twitter, if you're not following me. Um, <laughs> but I posted, and, and I get stuff from the Israeli media. Uh, so I saw this really cute post about these two guys uh, um, uh, who got engaged, two men. One of them was a soldier. And his uh, the, the guy's boyfriend went um, up to the base and, like, proposed to him, right? And it, was, it was very cute. And it was like, you know, and I knew it would... I, I knew it would upset people from both sides, right? From both the left and the right. Yeah. So I tweeted it and I said something like, you know, tr- like, let's, tr- I don't know, this is going to trigger all the Hamas lovers. But what I did not expect is instead of triggering both the left and the right, it just triggered like two types of 
Hamas supporters. Oh my God. Um, so half of my retweets are people that are saying, that's disgusting, you know, uh, like that's against Allah, whatever. Or, or they like saying that the IDF soldiers wear diapers. Um, oh. That's like a, that's a thing. Um, so half of the people are like, you know, Muslim and Arabs who are saying like, this is disgusting. Um, and the other half are like communists who are saying like, Israel isn't gay enough. So why are you posting this? Because it's like illegal to be gay there. Oh my god! And it was. I, I just wish, like, I'm like, if we could just put all these people together in a room, um, and they could fundraise for Hamas, that would be wonderful. Let me ask you something about your Twitter. Mm-hmm. I was actually thinking about this the other day. Like, how many? What's your biggest tweet so far? Uh, that's a good question. I know you know. No, I don't. Um, really? I, I need to look, but uh, I, I mean, by views. Usually, I mean, my biggest ones have been store like personal stories of people oh, who have yeah. died or heroic stories, and um, I think this last one, this gay one that I'm talking about, was pretty big because it got a ton of views because it was like being right. trolled, which is fine right. by me because it you know gets to more people. Right. Um, right. When I was at NYPD, our biggest tweets always of the year were fallen officers. Were like when an, when an oh. officer died. Right. Yeah. Do you get uh, like a rush when you start getting notifications, like when your tweet goes out, or do you uh, not look at that anymore? Or how do you handle it? No? Not anymore. Um, but um, it's also really hard, thanks Elon, to understand like now who's retweeting you. I because, know, because like it's important. Um, I do get, I get, I get a rush if I see that somebody that I really like. Uh, retweeted it like a journalist or something or right, or even right. stuff. also like I like people that I didn't like before because just because they retweet me so like Chris yeah. Cuomo never had an opinion about him but now I'm like I will take a bullet for you because eh? you retweet me oh he um, did that's yeah, interesting he does from time to time uh 90s uh heartthrob Dean Kane. yeah Again, he retweets we'll, you take a, take a bullet for him he's he's my boy <laughs> I saw Michael uh, Rappaport retweeting you. Michael Rappaport, yeah. But I, I I would take a bullet for Michael Rappaport regardless. So he's well, in Israel now. He doesn't... Well, I haven't said this yet, but I'm also in Israel right now. <gasps> Are you and with Michael been, Rappaport? I am not, but I've been trying to find him. I literally, we landed in the airport. <laughs> it was 5 a.m. And I know he was on a flight that was landing at a similar time. So I was uh-huh. running through secure, like through passport control. And Baruch and the kids thought I just was like, you know, wanted to get through to get my luggage because I didn't want to tell them why I was rushing. But I was hoping to get to the baggage claim area before um, the flight from Kennedy airport landed because I was coming from London. It was a whole story. So I ran there by the time I got there, they were already getting their luggage. I was looking for him. And then like an hour later, he tweeted, I know Mm -hmm. he probably was. And then an hour later he tweeted that he was in Tel Aviv at the hostage area, like the square there that they have for the hostages. So yeah, I missed him. And also I'm staying in Jerusalem, so I'm not going to see him. I'm sure. But anyway, I'm sure he'll go to Jerusalem. I hope so. You should track if him he's down. Listening. Follow, follow <laughs> his kidding. Instagram. Follow his Instagram stories because he posts oh. on his stories. Oh, that's it. I, I don't follow him on Instagram. Yeah. Okay, he posts I a will. lot on his stories. I, I'm sure yeah. it wouldn't be hard to miss in the old city of Jerusalem. Just like, I know. I think he's pretty tall, right? I think so. 
I yeah. just came from the old city, actually. Like, oh, I really? literally just came from there. Yeah. Uh, wow. Being here is just really something. It's your have first to say. time back since the war started, right? Yeah. 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 I was here four times last year. Mm-hmm. I was here in June and then again in July. And now this is my first time since October 7th. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very emotional, obviously, about being here. Landing, like the whole thing just was a lot. It was very overwhelming. And then you like come out into Ben-Gurion Airport and like when you walk down, you know, the famous like kind of path into the Bruchim Abayim area by the passport control and it's lined with the hostage posters. And it just, it's so like, it's so sad. I have a family that I'm helping um, now um, that their husband, Omri, was kidnapped and they oh. just, and he's a Hungarian citizen. Ugh. And they just flew, his wife and father just flew to Hungary to meet with some officials there. Good. But they took a photo at the airport on their way, the yeah. mother, the, the, the wife and, and father, uh, with that, with his photo. Right. Oh my God. On the, like, you know. I have to say, there are hostage posters everywhere. I mean, yeah. like, yeah. every and nobody's wall. nobody's them down, shockingly. Yeah, I know. Every wall, every billboard, I mean, it's really everywhere. Um, it's, it's, it just reminds you constantly, you know, like, but I mean, you don't even need a reminder though. Honestly, it's very, I find it tense here. I don't know if everyone would agree, but I find it 100%. kind yeah. of, um, it's very quiet compared to like what I usually see here. Um, the streets are kind of empty and it's Hanukkah, don't forget. So everybody's off. There's Everyone's on vacation. The schools yeah, are nobody closed. Nobody wants to celebrate. But it's very quiet. Right. It's army. very quiet. I see a lot of soldiers, a lot of police here in Jerusalem, a lot. There's police everywhere, much more than usual. when you see them? Yes. Um, yeah, of course. Um, and yeah, there's just like an overall, I would say, tense feeling um, look, the reality of it is that Israel's in a war and a very serious war. Um, and there's and hostages mourning. and mourning. And I mean, it's, it's a very, and overall, it's not only that it's, it's, there's a deep existential question that I'm just hearing from people. Everyone I talk to, it's like, what are we going to do? How is this going to be solved? How are we going to get out of this? How are we going to, what's the day after, you know, like th- these questions are so difficult and complicated and everybody here is asking, you know, and it's like, I think people wish they could close their eyes and go back to October 6th, you know, in a second. I mean, obviously, but you know, it's a very, not just because of the terrorism, but because like, what do we do from here? I think is just on everybody's minds and nobody has any good news or solutions. Right. Nobody has. Right. Right. I don't know. I listened to the radio for, in Israel and I listened to the all the new, like not all, but like a lot of the analysis. And it's like nobody is optimistic uh, and nobody has good, like even hypothetical solutions for what yeah. could happen. Yeah. Uh, I met up with a friend today. He's actually um, the guy that, he's our tour guide. You know, when I take all my student trips, mm-hmm. I have the same tour guide. His name is Ofer. I love him and he's great and he's so smart and you know whatever and he's in Miluim actually right now but he had he had an opportunity to come see me today today was his birthday whatever it's a long story but I met up with him and he said to me he was with his wife and he and he said to me um you know as much as it's as it's hard here and we're you know scared and whatever he's like but I watch what's going on outside of this country and I like I'm so grateful to live here and his wife piped in and she was like 
I would take living here over living outside of Israel any day of the week. And yeah. I was like, you know what? Kola kavod, good for you that you feel that way because it's hard to live here. I feel it, you know? It's yeah. so hard. We are, we have the Jews living outside of this country, like, it's just easier. I mean, I know we have our challenges, but when I'm here, I just think like, I'm going to get on a plane Sunday night, I'll fly back to Long Beach, California. Like, I'm not worried about my sons being in the army. I'm not worried about a yeah, terrorist that's blowing a me out. Yeah. yeah. I'm not worried about, I, it's just, there's not all the tension. I, I really, really feel for the people here. And I, I want us as Amer- as American Jews, as Jews outside of Israel, just to really think about our brothers and sisters here and like what we can do to help them, honestly. Yeah. And I, I think being here, I mean, people have been so like appreciative of nonstop, like, my God, it's amazing that you came. I can't believe you came. And just really thankful for us, you know, spending time and money and like just to come, you know? So, yeah, it's, you know, I, we joke a lot about like the difference between American Jews and Israelis and all that, but there's really a fundamental difference. Um, like for us Israelis, like we just, we grew up under a shadow of war. Like I am, you know, at my very, very young age, I have been, let's see, I, I, I fought fought in uh you know quote unquote but i served in the military in, in two wars right um and i lived through i don't know how many but including like the gulf war and um this one and like bomb shelters and gas masks and and not not to say like you know but what i'm trying to say is not that I, it's not that i'm special it's like that i'm not special like that right. that's how that's our part of our psyche yeah um yeah. But but yeah, but it does feel like you know the 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 the, the saying in Israel um, at the, on October seventh was everybody thought that this was just a regular war, right? Which is like a regular war is kind of like a funny term, right? That, right. Um, but this is something else. I don't. None of us have been through this in our lifetime. My my parents, you know, they lived through the Six Day War. They lived through the Yom Kippur War, but nothing with this uh, level of civilian casualties. Yeah. I know. Um, what I don't like is that mm-hmm. I feel, I'm just going to admit this, like I feel nervous mm-hmm. um, in a way that I never felt before here. Oh, yeah. um, especially like if you know the old city at all and going from like, if you enter at the Jaffa gate to the old city, there's two ways that you can go down to the Kotel, to the Western mm-hmm. wall. If you go to the right, you go like kind of around, it's a longer route, but you go through the Jewish quarter. And yeah. if you go straight, it's a much shorter route. You go through the Arab Shuk, and I always take the Arab Shuk route. I mean, I like yeah. walking through there. It's fun, um, and it's shorter, whatever, and it's cool. You get to see the Arab Shuk. And when we went into the old city, um, my husband and I both looked at each other and we're like, let's just walk around. And we ended up going the other way, the long way. And I was so, like, inside, I was like, why? I don't want to be like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I want to be able to be comfortable walking through the Arab Shuk. Everyone there is fine, probably. I don't want to feel like it's, I don't want my kids to feel like it's scary. You know what I'm saying? So on the way back, it was the same thing. We could have gone one way or the other. So we ended up walking through the Arab Shuk. And the truth is, is that it was mostly closed. It was mm. dead over there. Like it was yeah. very, very quiet. There's no tourists. I know. There are no tourists. So all the little shops are closed. There were some that were open, but mostly closed. Um, and we walked through. And I just, I hate that feeling of like yeah. being Although nervous. I have to say the old city has felt tense for years now. Really? There's, yeah. I feel like there's always, 
I mean, you know, there's yeah, stabbing I guess. like yeah, every yeah. couple months, and I know, I know, I don't know. It's yeah, well, but, but I also think like I don't know. Everywhere is tense. Everywhere, yeah. uh, not just like areas with Arabs and Jews, but I feel like everybody, right. is, everyone is tense. Everybody's yeah. on edge too. We don't talk about yeah. that because we talk a lot about the unity, which is beautiful, but also people are, yeah. are on edge and they can get into yeah. fights and they can, you know. Yeah, it know. was nice at the hotel. Actually, it was beautiful. There were a lot of soldiers there. Um, not, mm. I mean, there were a lot of soldiers working, but there were a lot of soldiers there to pray. Oh. Um, and there's just something that hits you when you see a soldier in their uniform with their gun slung over their back, and they're yeah. they're literally like standing at the wall, shuckling, and they have their sidor, their prayer book, and I just I couldn't stop looking at them. You know, I was just staring at them and thinking like. They yeah. have what to pray for, and you know God has to listen to their prayers. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I I I've said this many times on the podcast, but there is something, and it happened to me again today. You know, my sons and my husband went to the men's section, and the hotel has a men and women's section, and I was on the women's section by myself, and I was standing up against the wall. It was pretty empty today, so I was able to really. I was like standing flush against the wall, like holding onto it. Mm-hmm. And you put um, in a note for us to have more listeners. Yeah, that was the only thing I prayed for the whole time. <laughs> I'm like, please, God, have asked could you get more listeners? That's all I want in life. <laughs> um, no, I actually, I'll tell you, like, I had things that I wanted to pray for, and I just, I can't get my prayers out when I stand there and I'm listening to the people sobbing next to me. There were yeah. women who were sobbing and sobbing and holding on to the wall and their arms, you know, like their heads in in their arms and their faces covered. I just, I couldn't stop listening to those cries and it just, it really stirs my soul. And I, I just kept thinking, Hashem, please answer their prayers. I don't know what they need. I don't know why they're crying, but mm-hmm. please answer their prayers. I mean, they need it. So I don't know. It's very emotional. And I, uh, it felt, I feel so lucky to be here with my kids. It's like a dream come true um, to be here with my whole family and walking through the streets of Jerusalem and just spending time together. It's nice that you guys are all together too. I mean, anywhere. So nice. I know. I know. It's so fun. My um, kids are old enough now that they're really fun, you know? Yeah. <laughs> They're passing And like annoying. it's a different stage. Yeah, it's like such a different stage. The last time we were all yeah. here together, they were little. So it was yeah. hard. Now, like last night, you know, my two older sons who are 21 and 19 went out because they have a bunch of friends here. So they went out with friends and, you know, we went to bed. <laughs> like, uh-huh. I don't know when they came home. Like it was just a funny, you know, moment. Oh, of I like, forgot to tell you this. Um, but what? I went the other day... Um, so I'm trying to do something like every night so that I don't like fall into a pit of despair. Yeah. Um, because I am, you know, just the news coming out of Israel. Yeah. Is, yeah. You know, it, it's it's tough. Heavy. It's heavy. So the other night uh, I walked home and I kept um, keeping my eye out, eye out for Chabad trucks. Oh, yeah. Um, but I, couldn't, I didn't see any. And I even took like a different route because I was like, oh, they'll probably be here. I didn't see any. Anyway, um, I went out to dinner. I came back. It was like 9.30 p.m. And all of a sudden, I hear the music at Columbus Aww. Circle. So Aww. I go. It was, it was freezing cold. There weren't a lot of people out. And there was this truck. And first of all, they had a giant-ass Israel flag on the truck oh, in the middle of Columbus nice. Circle. And it was like four or five boys. You know, I, I kept thinking about your boys. Um, yeah. The oldest must have been like 14, maybe. Right. 
Um, so I was talking to them and I got candles from them and everything. And I was like, you should that's be so proud cute. of your Judaism. You, you, would, you would have laughed if you heard me because. Eh, uh, that's so cute. But then, but, and one of them was wearing like an IDF sweatshirt and oh. you know, it's like, it, it, it's New York and it's like, it's not like that I would be scared that somebody would hurt me, but I, you know, I wouldn't want to get like the dirty looks or yeah. the whatever. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and I asked one of the boys, like, is anybody giving you trouble? And, and he's like, yeah, but don't worry. We took care of it. <laughs> I was like, I That's so but cute. These kids me, do. Yeah. They're it made so me cute. feel nice that they were wearing, that they had the Israel flag too, because I know yeah, like Chabad's, well, explain to me Chabad's relationship with Israel. Like oh not the official relationship, but like, because I had never, I, I kind of knew that they support Israel, but I know it's not like on their top, like mission. No, list. it is. No, listen, Chabad is has always been extremely pro-Israel. The Rebbe mm-hmm. was extremely pro-Israel, uh, always very supportive of the Chayalim, the soldiers, and the army, and the mm-hmm. the government. You know, in whatever way that he could be, like he was very involved in like. Um, talking with generals and and the prime ministers and the presidents, yeah. they would literally come see him in Crown Heights. Like, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. he was very that. involved in that mm-hmm. stuff. The the issue Chabad has with with um, with Israel is more about the secular Zionism stuff, not mm. Zionism the way we define it today, but mm-hmm. more about like the secular Zionism of like the olden days, right when it was more like we are going to build this state and it's not going to be religious. Like we don't want anything mm. to do with religion. We don't want anything to do with God. So you know yeah. think that the symbols of Israel are complicated for Chabad, like the flag and the the Hatikva, the um, the the national anthem. Um, mm. like Chabad generally won't sing the national anthem because it doesn't mention God in any way. And they would have liked it to be more of a religious, oh, you know, um, but again, all of those things are secondary to the number, you know, the, the absolute blanket support yeah. that Chabad has for Israel and Israelis and the government. And state yeah. And it sounds like any, like so. a lot of religious people in Israel would probably agree. Yeah. Um, it's but, just secular okay. Zionism. Speaking of a tikkun, I have to say, tell you something funny. So last night I went to see uh, two comedians who you know, uh, Modi and mm-hmm. Judy Gold. Oh, and so funny. the only reason I went, not the only reason I went, but like, like I said, I'm trying to do like, I don't know, I just want to be in a room with people who don't hate me, right? right. <laughs> um, and so I went to this event and I wasn't expecting much because I don't really know. Well, I know Judy Gold and I think she's hilarious. I don't, I don't really know Modi that well. Um, and it was just a converse. It was very intimate. It was just like a conversation between the two of them. And it was so wonderful because they were just like vetching and they were talking about Israel. Now, for those of you who don't know, like Modi is a religious, well, I don't know if he's religious. I don't know know if he's religious. Well, no, he is because he prays before he drinks water and coffee. And um, he makes a blessing. He, he makes a blessing. He's he's fairly masulti, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and he performs. He's like big in the yeah the Haredi world. Loves Haredi him, yeah. world loves him. Uh, he says they write the biggest checks. Um, That's and so funny. Judy Gold is like the quintessential like American lefty lesbian Jew oh who like makes jokes about her mother. And, but they were so, 
And, and they're both like very different types of Jews. Uh, they both happen to be gay, which is kind of funny because like Modi, nobody knows. It's not a secret, but like you really don't think about Modi as gay because he's I like, know. he's like just the, the super like, you know, clean yes. comedy. It's like all about like all his comedy is about like Ashkenazim and Sfaradim, you know, it's very, it's very religious yeah. friendly. Um, but his marriage to it's, a dude uh, who's so his funny. manager too. Uh, that's so funny. Mm. But it was just so nice to see like them so aligned on Israel. And she was like, it, you know, she, she she just said exactly what I said. She's just like, I just want to always, I just want to, the last two months, I just want to be in a room full of Jews. That's all I want to do. I don't want to be Aww. around other people. And I feel the same way, not that's not so about Jews, but I need to, I feel like I need to be around people who are supportive. And then I, know, I, I, know. I don't know if as a joke or not, but they ended up, they ended the evening singing Hatikva. They did? <laughs> it was it was pretty wonderful, yeah. That's so cute. And her kids were there. Was, a lot were of, there. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah, it was packed. It was packed. It was all, I think, mostly all Jews. Uh, was it a like, lot of Orthodox Jews? Did you? Can you tell? No, I saw a few yarmulkes. Uh-huh. Um, but mostly like uh, what you would call like Upper West Side American yeah. Jews. But like it was nice to be in a room where every time somebody, like when they talked about Rashida Tlaib, people laughed because right. she's right. a joke. Or when they talk about like, you know, how uh, I'm trying to think about other things that they talk about, about like supporting Israel, then people would clap. Like it was nice to oh. be in that room. That's not a Jewish, it's not like a FIDF fundraiser. Right. You know, right. it's just a I room know. of like regular people who came to laugh. I know. Um, That's and nice. I, Good yeah, for you. And I went uh, with, with our friend and producer, Gabby. Who in, who invited me to this and also is wonderful. So we need to give her a shout out. Plus, I think her her she mother is. likes it when we give her a shout out. Um, <laughs> and she's probably the only reason we're recording right now because That's none of so us funny. can get our our shit. I together. know, seriously. Actually, it was so sweet. I was in London before I came mm-hmm. here, um, visiting my mother in law and my sister in laws and brothers in law. Um, it was really nice. Spent like four or five days, and I got to meet a listener. Um, who oh. lives in London. And it was so nice. Now we're like friends. Aww. She was great. I know. That's it was nice. so great. So fun. I love how we um, take all our listeners and turn them into friends slash employees. <laughs> like that's what we did with Gabby. Right? I know. I know. Um, oh, that's so nice. Some, some internet you, um, friends are, you know, Were really you? Special. I hope you are very cold and like aloof so she doesn't, you know. Oh, yeah. I acted think. super cool. I hope she knows you're more important than she is. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, I acted so superior. <gasps> Wait, did you guys talk about me? Were you like, I can't stand her in real yeah. life? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> you have no idea what torture it is. Listen, you know what? You need your friend. You know, you have to have friends for everything. So you, you have to. You have to have your friend that you can complain about your co-host too. Yeah. Somebody. Um. Somebody asked me about that the other day. I forget who. If like you and I get along and I was like, we're not big enough to not get along. Yeah, (laughs) I know. Seriously. Yeah. We have millions of dollars flowing in. So we better get along no matter what. No, but I'm saying like, we don't have anything to fight over. Like we don't don't have like money or ego issues to fight over. It's true. It's also helpful that we live far away. Yeah. Yeah. Also, it's good that we live far away from each other. It's probably helpful. 
Really? So don't, we don't annoy each other. I mean, if we live nearby, we might annoy each other. If we live nearby, I would probably be at your house a lot because I like being at your house. Yeah, that would be it's nice. kind of like, yeah, I feel like at I home there. I would love there. that. I, mean, um, I would love that. But, but I'm also, you, you'd be very proud of my little apartment. I've been doing like Shabbat dinners and I have a beautiful menorah. I'm so proud of you. That Yeah, I'm, I'm totally, I'm such a Jew now. Do you know that my kids who will not listen to this podcast for anything. Good. Like I couldn't even pay them to. Good. Um, but they don't told tell me yesterday. Them don't tell them about the episode where you ranked them in order. For yeah. <laughs> they told me yesterday that the only way they would listen is if we got Julian Edelman on as a guest, ah. you know, the football player. <laughs> yeah. And they were like, if you had Julian Edelman on, we would listen. So I feel like that needs to be my new goal. Because I feel Edelman? like it really would impress them. And I Here's really, really want to impress go. them. Here's how it would go. It would go like, hi, um, so um, you like football, huh? Like, yeah. <laughs> okay, thank you for coming on Ask a Jew. That is not, first of all, I could talk about football. Okay, yeah. maybe you would have to be quiet, but I could yeah. talk. Secondly. Wait, there's another guy now. There's another Julian who? Edelman. Who's the guy, I sent you this. Who's the guy who was wearing oh, for the Vikings? He, yes, he wore He's the Israel too. cleats. I know. Yeah. Oh, oh, so now you're ready to start? Julian Edelman's yeah, also yeah. hot. I know. Okay, so let's go. Um, we need to start getting these people on. What's the guy? What's his name? The guy from um, the Vikings. I'm going to think of it in a second because he's on the Vikings. I don't really he know. Doesn't sound, he doesn't have a Jewish sounding name. I know. So I went and like Googled him. What was his name? I'm trying to remember. I'm looking it up. You sent it to me? Yeah, uh, you did. I think did. so. A long time ago. Um, listen, I feel for everyone who's trying to, like Jews in the media or in sports or whatever who are trying to speak out right now on behalf of Israel and the Jews, I just, I love them so much. Yeah. yeah. I just like have so much appreciation for them. Yeah. People um, are literally like, I don't want to say risking their careers, but maybe some of them are, yeah, but, yeah. but they know they're going to get shit. Like, I cannot believe, or maybe I can believe. And tell me what you think. Okay. Tell me what you think about this. So, um, Steven Spielberg. Oh, I know. I saw that. Uh, how do you say that in English? Uh, may he live a long, yeah. long, life, long and healthy life. Long and healthy life. Um, decided that he's doing uh, like a, like a Shoah foundation right. thing where he collects all the all the testimonies from the people who survived the Holocaust. He's doing the same thing for October 7th, which I yeah. think is, I think we're going to be collecting these stories for years. Yeah. I still hear more and more stories. Um, and he put it on, or somebody put it on like Hollywood report or whatever, put it on Twitter. And the amount of pushback he's getting now, I'm not talking about the thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of, people who are live in different countries or people who are right. like Antifa, socialists, communists, whatever. Talking about like, like our friend said, I won't, I won't say which friend, but our friend said like people in her orbit uh, that are in the art world are like, wow, he's like, we, we can't support him anymore because oh, he's a Zionist. My God. And I want to ask you to put on your deep like Rebbe hat or whatever your, your Talmudic thinking hat. Is this ultimately, is is the fact that people are pushing back against telling like the most simple gesture, the most, is it good or bad for the Jews? It's a really, I mean, obviously it's not good. Mm. Um, the question is if it's bad, right? So yeah. I don't think it's, I don't think it's good, but I also think I got to a point now mm -hmm. where I'm no longer... 
outraged every second about everything that I'm reading. Um, oh, I you want know, to that point. I, I'm there. Um, part of it is because I just realized, like, it actually doesn't matter right now. And we just have to win this war and Israel has to be strong and like we have to protect our communities and these kinds of people who question October 7th or you know say stupid things or or you know bad mouth people like Steven Spielberg for you know doing what he's doing they're just noise like they're not I, I don't care about them anymore and I'm really trying I'm saying that now and there are moments where I lose myself but I, I'm really trying to keep it all in perspective and remember that it actually does not matter and mm. I feel I feel like you know I think I said this last time but the Haredi community I'm jealous of them that they just don't care like they have no absolutely no sense of like oh, I care what people in Hollywood say or what writers say or yeah, what yeah. some union says or what, you know. It's like they could say whatever they want. They could hang up swastikas with the Hamas flag and the Palestinian flag. And like, it wouldn't matter to them because they live in their own world where they just worry about themselves and take care of themselves. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean that in a positive way. Yeah. And I feel like we, especially people like you and me that care so much about pop culture and, you know, kind of the political world and journalism and all that. We live in a world where it's really hard because the people that we want to love and that we want to admire, we want them to like us too. And yeah. so it hurts us and it makes us upset. And then we see things that they say that bothers us. And then it's like, wait, can I not like them anymore about anything? And it's very hurtful. And I feel bad for us, honestly, and people like us because other, like, Sometimes I'm so angry and I'll tell my father, you're not going to believe it. You know, Shadi Hamid said blah, blah. And he's like, who cares? <laughs> he's yeah. like, who actually cares? Like, why do you? And I'm like, oh, right. Why do I even care? You know, but I love, like, I really like Shadi and I respect him and I love his podcast and I love his articles. And so like when he's saying things that bother me on Twitter or things that I don't agree with, it's like, wait, but I really love you. But now I have to hate you. But do I have to hate you? And like, I just, it's so complicated and it's so much easier for people that just disconnect from all of that noise and don't worry about it and just focus on like you know our what we need what we need to do to be successful so yeah. i don't know it's I, so i i i it's in, that's interesting that you said that cuz i didn't that's not what i thought I, I thought that the 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 only positive thing or the thing that's maybe good is that there's sunlight on Oh, yeah. On people who really, really hate Israel, and we know to what extent. Yeah. And, and I, I don't want to. It is good to know. I hate the word anti Semitism. I, I know I wrote an entire like essay about it, but now I'm like, I feel like telling people anti Semitism is like, it's, it's letting them off the hook. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, because they don't hate Jews. Like, I don't think fucking, sorry. Um, <laughs> I don't think, uh, AOC hates Jews. I think she would like to go to Hanukkah and light candles. Yeah. Um, but I think I think she's worse than that. I think she's completely wrong. Um, right. I think she's right. just not working with, with facts and not working with the truth and lying, I don't know if intentionally right. or not. So, you know, and that, that scares me more than people who are like, oh, those Jews, I don't like them. Um, and so on, on one hand, I think it's like, it's good that we see the extent of how deep this runs. And I, 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 I don't want to say I like, but because I don't like it, I wish, I wish it didn't happen. But the silver lining is like, you can see how full of hate people are that yeah. they're collecting the testimonies of October 7th is something triggering to them. 
Or um, there was a story in the New Yorker um, about the sexual abuse and um, the the reporter put it up on Twitter. And, you know, he's just like a regular reporter. It's not, I don't think he's Jewish or not Jewish or, you know, but he wrote, he did a Q&A with a woman who um, was the sexual, you know, um, did the, like, uh, the, she's investigating sexual abuse in Israel. And the comments are just from regular people are like propaganda and how no, no, dare no. you do this. And, and I had this argument the other day because, you know, the thing with, with the, with the sexual abuse claims is like, let, let's sort it out for people. Um, there have been eyewitness testimonies. Um, there have been forensic testimonies. Uh, I won't get into detail, but you can see them on my Twitter that are very like graphic yeah. uh, telling of how bodies were found. Um, there have been, uh, testimonies of first responders, um, and there have been testimonies of medical staff. What there hasn't been is a woman who comes out, uh, publicly and talks about her experience. Right. And people are like, where are the women? Where are the women who say they're raped? And it's so incredibly insincere because if these women were to come out do you think they would believe it? They wouldn't. They would say, I know. if it was the other way yeah. around, if only women come out, but there was no forensic evidence. Like there was right. no, and, right. you know, there was no evidence of... of That's why we just you know, can't, I don't know. I feel like we just we can't, can't care. Yeah, we can't win and we just can't care either. Like we need to focus on healing okay. um, and but healing ourselves. I, and I just, I don't here's know. Here's where I disagree with you. And, and I find myself saying this a lot, but I wish I was wrong about this. So, you know, feel free to try to convince me. Israel can't do this alone. Agree. We, you know, let's say we go in, let's say we crush Hamas to 70, 80% of its capacity, whatever, minus the assholes in Qatar. Um, You know, we talk a lot about the day after in Israel Mm -hmm. and and the talk is always what's going to happen the day after. It's not like, it's not like the talk is the plan. We can't do, we can't run Gaza. That's not our, like, it needs to be Egypt, it needs to be the Emirates, it needs to be Saudi, it needs to be the UN. Like, you know, we we talk about the UN with such scorn um, because they deserve it, but also because we're disappointed because we need these organizations. If the UN was functional, we wouldn't have a threat in Lebanon. We wouldn't have a threat in Gaza. Yeah. Right? so, So it's not like I dismiss them the way I dismiss, like, you know, Mia Khalifa. Like I, I yeah. The the yeah. rage against those people is because they're influential. Because so but, yeah, at I worry a certain about that. point, I, I listen. I agree with you, and we we can't do this mm-hmm. alone. And thank God for the United States of America. I just Ooh. I can't get over it. Like the if US, you look at the yeah. votes in the UN, I'm serious. Like if you look at the votes mm-hmm. in the UN, the US just is the only one that has our back. And like Chechia, which I didn't even know is a country, Honduras or Guatemala, one of those, and like you know two other countries. It's ridiculous. What about uh, Micronesia? Like, yeah, Micronesia. Why? I, I know. It's so Micronesia funny. Micronesia loves Israel. I know why. They're always with us. Thank you. If you, if you have any I listeners know, from Micronesia, first of all, we want to come visit you because it seems beautiful there. It, it, it does sound nice. But why thank you for your support. There? Yeah. Oh, we and by the there. way, Canada, Canada, if you're Canadian, oh listen to this. Canada. Go fuck yourself. Don't, don't listen to this podcast. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We love Canadians. But what about but Australia? Like, just, Australia voted against us? Yeah, I think so. <gasps> now Can I'm I tell you something really I will, interesting? I will never eat at Outback Steakhouse again. <laughs> Let me well, tell you, you shouldn't because it's trace. 
<laughs> yes, that's why I shouldn't eat there, not because it's a shitty exactly. restaurant. Exactly. That's right. <laughs> the uh, uh, I've become since the, October seventh. I've become pretty friendly with my congressman, who maybe oh, we'll right. have him on. Maybe we'll have. I him love on. that. But um, he texted me not the Jewish. other day. Not Jewish, a progressive mm-hmm. Democrat. Um, he love texted him. me a video of himself on MSNBC. Um, talking oh, wow. about Yeah, talking about the anti-Semitism on college campus and how like it's a real problem. And he's met with students, which were my students, um, to, you know, to talk to them and they're really nervous, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, I was just thinking, this is related. I'm not trying to name drop. I'm trying to tell a story. Um, but I realized that that's the kind of stuff we need to be spending our time yes, doing. Yes, yes. Fighting, right. fighting with these idiots, you know, like whatever, what's her name? Ms. Khalifa or whatever. I don't know. Her oh, name. Mia Khalifa. Her, whatever. Yeah. Who's Ms. Khalifa? Isn't that a name? There's Ms. Wiz Khalifa, who's a oh, rapper, wait. I think. But that's, <laughs> I don't know how he Khalifa. feels. Are they two people? I thought it was one person. Okay. No, they're so, two very separate people. Oh. <laughs> Okay. Well, whatever. They are a waste of time. Even Kanye yeah. is a waste of time. You know what I mean? It's our congressmen. It's our. It's the people who actually make a difference. You vote You're right. You're in Congress. Right. That's who we need to worry about because we need them to stand behind us in the UN. We need them to vote for packages that will help Israel. You know, all that kind of stuff. So yeah. that's my and only thing about the noise. In- in our world, you know, like people who are, who yeah. have like journalists or podcasters, yeah, so platforms, or yeah. who have yeah. platforms. And, it, it, you know, I really, really appreciate that congressman and, and just people. That's why I, I loved seeing Judy Gold yesterday because Judy Gold, at, at other times, I would kind of, and it's funny because I'm not like a, I'm not right wing. Yeah. But I, I I would say she's kind of woke, a little bit woke. So I maybe I would like dismiss her for being that. Right. And I was just so appreciative. Like I can put everything aside and just appreciate the people, especially those who come from a place where they're right. going to get shit. Like I'm probably not going to get shit from my friends for standing up from Israel, for Israel. Some of them maybe, but right. I have, you know, it's like a, I you come... Know it's- from that world. So, but, but right. people who come from like the progressive and the woke world who are speaking up, uh, even if it's just at a dinner party, um, I have a, a friend who's, um, I don't know how much to say, but I have, I have a, a, a friend who's German and he's a, a, a professor at an yeah. Ivy League school and he's not Jewish, but he loves Israel. Uh, he's been there many times. He's done work there. And, you know, he's, he went to, uh, a club with a few people. Cause I guess that's what Germans do. They like dancing at clubs. Um, and he was just talking to this girl and she was like, they're t- somehow talk about the rapes and, and stuff. And she was like, Oh yeah, but like that never happened. And he right. was like, no, it did. And he like, you know, and it, so like, anyway, I appreciate anybody who, who like stands up for what they think is right. Um, when it's not, you know, it's not easy for them to do. It's easier for me to do it, right? Because I'm Israeli. A lot of my friends are Israeli. But if you're not from that world, um, thank you for, if you are standing up. 
Yeah. Well, you know what? That actually leads me. I mean, as you're talking, we got a text. I just got a text. I wasn't listening to words you said, so <gasps> oh, I have no shoot. idea. We have, a, we have a question. I have a That's question. Okay. You can listen to the podcast after. You have no, a question? Okay. I'm not listening to the podcast to listen to you talk about something that I don't really care about. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but we got a question and it's related to what you were just saying. Okay. So I okay. want to read it. Okay. Are you ready? Okay. Yeah. This comes from our dear friend. Um, and he wrote like this. I want to read it actually because... It's a really, he wrote it out really well. And is it a real friend of ours or yeah. somebody? Because you can't say that all the questions are coming from our friends because it makes us look like we don't have any listeners except for our <laughs> friends. <laughs> it's from our really good friend, John. Okay. Oh, okay. And he's a serious person. So I, okay. the fact that he even listens to our podcast, I feel honored. Yeah. Because he's actually smart. Like he knows who, yeah. like he can quote Plato. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I'm like not he knows really sure who that is. Yeah. Okay. So this is his question. And then he wrote some context and I want to read it. Okay. He wrote, what can non-Jews in the U.S. do to counter the madness we are seeing from the TikTok jihadists and campus neo-Nazi collaborators? Okay. And then he wrote uh, the context and I'm going to, um, I want to read it. Sorry. I hope he doesn't mind that I'm reading it. That question and the way I phrased it might sound odd if the listeners knew it was coming from a pretty left-leaning college and beyond educated, proudly East Coast elitist millennial who feels most at home in a place like Boston, especially one who has had voted straight ticket Democrat his whole life. I would never in a million years have imagined that people from my general milieu would end up behaving in ways not too different from the tiki torch wielding frog Nazi circa 2017. In hindsight, I was in denial about the problem of anti-Semitism among younger generations, even as recently as the weeks after October 7th. I was outraged when I saw anti-Jewish protests, coverage of mob threatening, coverage of mob threatening Jewish students, sheltering in a campus library, and the cowardice of college administrators and leaders of women's organizations. And the mass demonstrations in places like London made me worry. Regardless, I was in denial about just how serious of a problem anti-Jewish sentiment in the U.S. is up until I saw the congressional hearings involving the heads of Penn, Harvard, and MIT. And he goes on to write that, you know, he still thinks the U.S. is safe, but what can people like him do who feel that it's a moral duty that if shit really does go down, they're ready to like do something, right? Like hide us, for example. Yeah, I was going to say, first of all, uh, clear, out your, clear out your attic. <laughs> I know. nice and cozy. But what do we do now, he writes, to protect our Jewish friends? Please help your Catholic, left-leaning, secular Zionist friends do the work, aside Aww. from posting on social media. Being the weirdo romantic, I figured I'd learn Hebrew. Um, whatever, he goes on and on. Um, but right now he's, oh, that's funny. Okay, anyway, and he sends us both a big hug. So I think that's such a good question because we get yeah. that from a lot of people. Like, what can non-Jews do? Um, do you want to answer first or do you want me to go yeah, first? Yeah, I mean, first of all, thank you. Um, because I was just writing this piece for, uh, not to name drop, but, yeah. uh, well, maybe I won't say who it's for until it comes okay. out. But I said, you know, and I think I've said this on the show too, my biggest, um, like, uh, gratitude goes to my non-Jewish friends who are heartbroken by October 7th, not out of empathy, but because they feel like they themselves were attacked as Americans because right. it was an attack on freedom and liberalism and humanity. So if, if, if you feel what we're feeling, I am eternally grateful, um, and you feel, and, and I hear, we hear from friends of ours who are almost as outraged as we are um, because they feel like it's an attack on them as Americans right. or, you know, as, as, as small L liberals, right? Um, so 
I think I think the best thing to do, and I know it's hard, and some people find it harder than others, is just to to speak out. So, you know, not to fight with people, but a lot of people feel like they're just going along with something that they think everybody believes. So, if you even comment on somebody's Instagram, and don't do it like you know, don't necessarily do it in a in a snarky way, but or when your friend says something stupid at a dinner party, like counter them. Uh, yeah, I think it's important not just because people don't know. I think ninety five percent of people don't know what they're talking about. There was that Wall Street Journal thing that they asked students f- from the river to the sea, what Ugh, river and what I sea, know. and they didn't know. Um, a people don't know what they're talking about. B they think that they are in the mainstream, and yeah. they need to realize that they are not. Even if ninety percent of Americans support genocide, it's still not the mainstream. You know what I mean? Right. Like they need to understand that what they're saying is is not. And, and, and also I remind people too, if you want to support Palestinians, if you feel for Palestinians and, and it, it, it gives me, trust me, it gives me no pleasure to see what's happening in Gaza. It, it, it makes me, it, I, I know what it's like to live in war and I don't, I don't want anybody to have to live through that either. Right. Um, but if you if you care about Palestinians, if you want one day for there to be a Palestinian state, how can you not stand with Israel against Hamas right now? Yeah, like it's just yeah. in, it's just insanity to me. So you know, and if you don't know exactly what to say, or if you have questions, like reach out, ask us. Um, you know, ask ask your friends. Uh, there are a lot of great resources online. Um, there's Jewish, Jewish unpacked, you know, we had, um, we had, uh, a year meow on a few months ago, uh, but yeah. the Jewish unpacked is a great, like little YouTube series that you can go to and get more information. They make it like very palatable, but yeah, I just, um, just speak out if, if you can, if you're comfortable, um, and just make people, even people in your friend's comment section know that there are like this is not the mainstream view even if they that's all they see it is it is far from from mainstream and and again at the end of the day it's about you know it, it, it's about like supporting like the freedom of both nations yeah um, I don't know, what do you think? yes i would say a couple of things um first of all for non-Jews who care, which is really amazing for us, you have to vote in a way that reflects your feelings on this matter. And that's really hard sometimes uh, because, you know, we're going to come up now to a general election and it's going to be tough because Trump's going to probably be the Republican nominee, which yeah. whatever kills I me. Trump's going to be um, president. Like I don't see well, how he's not. I know. And so we ask ourselves, crazy. what do you know? I think a lot of people are going to be asking themselves like this moral question of like, what do I do in this moment? Right? Like, do I vote for now? Granted, I think I'm eternally grateful to, Biden, I have no problem Mm -hmm. if people vote for him because I think he's been amazing for Israel. So I'm just saying, like, when you vote for senators, when you vote for congressmen, like, they matter so much. 
And so first and foremost, like vote make in your sure, local election. Vote yes, for your that's city what I'm saying. Council, your vote city for council, your local yes. judges, your local yes. DAs. And make and and that's part of the problem is that the people in the local level don't realize what Americans actually think because they're very taken with like the national news stories and like they're on Twitter you know, sm- and they're on Twitter. And also they get very influenced by small extreme advocates on, you know, on whatever yeah. side. So they remember need to hear twenty. Remember when exactly. the New York City Council Yes, voted to cut the budget of the NYPD and cancel a police academy class. Yeah, when all the surveys and all the studies were showing, maybe maybe they came out later, but were showing that nobody, people in New York, don't want that, and especially people, you know, in neighborhoods that are more vulnerable to crime that happen to be mostly Black and Latino neighborhoods wanted yeah. more police, but because right. these people have their heads up their asses on Twitter all day, right. They vote. So anyway, sorry, yes. vote. No, so vote in a way that reflects that you are pro-Israel Zionist. Um, number two, I would say, and this is a personal thing for me. I don't know if other people feel this way, but I know it means something to me. And I think it means something to my students as well. And this is a hard one. But when you wear a piece of clothing or a necklace or you have a sticker on your laptop or a sticker on your uh, water bottle mm-hmm. that reflects your support of Israel, it goes so far for people like me. I can't tell you what it makes me feel like because it's such a lightning rod and it means like that you are willing to take, you know, if someone makes a comment at you or whatever, like the fact that you'd be willing to do that and show that, sh- and normalize it, right? Like we need to normalize that people support Israel. I think part yeah. of the issue is that they, on the other side, they're so loud and so like proud of their stance as crazy as I think it is, but like they get out there, you know, they have their kafias and they have their slogans and they have their stuff and they're not scared to share it. And so how do we get people who are not Jewish, you know, and, and even Jews, right. To say like, actually, I'm going to show people, um, that I support Israel by, you know, whatever, wearing this thing. Make it like, yeah, exactly. Biggest problem in the last 10, 20 years is that Israel, the word Israel, the word Zionism has become controversial, has become toxic, which is insane. Like the word China isn't toxic. The word, even the word Iran isn't toxic. Like, why is my identity toxic? It's just absolutely insane. It has nothing to do with politics. And it has everything to do with delegitimizing the entire nation, which I can't think of any other country whose whose legitimacy is in question. Right. So exactly. You know, uh, some people have asked me, a couple people asked me, you know, is it okay I'm not Jewish? Is it okay if I if I wear a star of David or is it okay if I light a menorah? I'm like, I love it. I don't know. I love it. I think I think yeah. we, you know, we t- we need all the support we can get at this point. Yeah, um, I mean, I don't know. The religious stuff I don't like I feel weird about that in a way. Yeah. Uh, I feel weird about the religious stuff being done by people who don't know, care but, about it. But, but, but right now, but it, right now, ex- exactly. It's a different time yeah. right now. But I definitely think like if you could put up an Israeli flag on your, you know, a sticker, I, I'm not asking you to hang an Israeli flag outside your house. I think that's like a big deal. And I was talking to someone who, um, who 
is Jewish, but married to a non-Jew. And the Jewish partner really wanted to hang up an Israeli flag. And the non-Jewish partner was kind of uncomfortable about Mm -hmm. it. I'm not sure if they even like got as far as like having a discussion about it. And I get it, right? Like it's a big statement when you put up an Israeli flag outside your house. But imagine if everybody did it who actually cares about Israel, it would be more normalized, but we just don't do that. And a lot of the reason is that I think a lot of Jews are scared um, of, of like violent, like reactions to things. But I think we have mm-hmm. to like try to get past that and like not be scared. Yeah. I, I really think I've just kind of crystallized it for myself that just the, like it, we can't make Israel something that you have to whisper. Right. You know? Exactly. And, exactly. And it has been the last 20. Yes. Yeah, see, Klein Halevi so. said that on our podcast. He was like, that's the, the, it used to be the Jewish whisper. And now Jewish it's like whisper, the Israel yeah. whisper. Yeah. Yeah. And like, and we don't like, want to do that. Why do, why do we let them, them, quote unquote, define for us what being Israeli means, yeah. what being a Zionist right. means? When they say, oh, you're, you support Israel, does that mean you support like this? And they'll show you whatever right. photo of something bad that happened. I'm like, no, you don't define for, for me what being Israeli means. There's, um, right. I'll tell this story because I already put it on Twitter, but I have a friend um, who teaches at Brown uh, university teaches economics and he is Israeli, uh, Venezuelan. And, uh, he has, his, somehow his brakes were cut yesterday, uh, in his car. There's no, you know, blah, blah, blah. There's no proof. We don't know who cut them, but he took it to the mechanic and the mechanic show like is like intentionally cut. And he's been very outspoken and he's been writing about Israel, pro-Israel stuff. And this friend and I, we would argue all the time about politics because he is so right. left and I am, you know, compared to him, I'm right, I guess. But but it doesn't matter to people who hate Israel because we're both the same, even though, because we're, we're both Israeli and we both support Israel's right to exist. Like we can't let people define for us. Exactly. Like who we are. Um. Do you have time for one more question? Yeah, one more. Okay, wait, let me find it. Sorry, this question came through our Instagram, which we never actually update. So, um, (laughs) but you can ask, if you want to ask us questions, askajewpod at gmail.com. Okay, so this one comes from uh, Olga. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I, like Chaya Lan, probably Yael, and probably so many people, cannot talk to anyone for whom 10-7 is not two of mind. I'm lucky to have a lot of my Jewish friends in my life, and that's great, but man, oh man, finding out how little my non-Jewish friends know about the region and its history, and yet feel the need to voice an opinion condemning IDF for their lack of regard for civilians is eye-opening. Dot, dot, dot. How do I keep going and not lose steam? And question two, which I think is very interesting, how can I ever speak to people who, while seeing my posts, completely ignored it and continue to post sunset and kittens? I really <laughs> feel like calling it yelling at them, but it's probably not productive. And um, oh my god, I don't this know. Is I, such I, a, I have this, the same. I know, I know. I, this is something have, we're all struggling with right now. Yeah, I have uh, a couple people in my life who I'm so, upset at for not acknowledging this, like publicly, even though I know. I'm not talking I, about the people who don't care, the people who I know care. 
Right. Okay. So I think a couple of things. I think we have to have grace in this moment. Uh, it's a very, very no. hard moment. I know, but it's the right thing to do. Um, privately, if you want to bitch about them, yes, go ahead yeah. and complain to all your friends about them. But I think it's okay to have grace for people and to say like, not everyone has the stamina to like be out there front facing or public facing to like make statements about this stuff. Now, having said that, like there are some people in my life who I realize I just don't care about anymore. Like, mm-hmm. and because of October 7th, and, and that's like a big statement. Like, I yeah. just don't care about them. I realize that the whole premise of our friendship was something that I just is not important to me because it, it's October 7th kind of crystallized what's important. Right. And so, Yes, it's nice to have friends who, I don't know, I'll take a stupid example, but, you know, somebody who I bonded over with, like, over TV, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's cute. We can have a conversation about TV, whatever, whatever. But, like, if you can't, like, have a conversation with me about October 7th, knowing how I feel and what this is and how central it is to my whole life, like, you're not really my friend. Do you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So yeah. I would separate two things out here. There's the posting on social media, which, okay, listen, not everybody is going to do that. Like if I only posted recipes on my social media, maybe I wouldn't be out there like, you know, yelling about Israel. Like, but I don't, I yell Mm -hmm. about Israel all the time. So it's easy for me, but it's not easy for other people. So that's, I would, that's one thing. I would have more grace for that. But a friend who never checked in or said anything or commented on it and knowing how much it was affecting you, that is not a good friend. I'm sorry. That's mm. just not a good friend. So it's time to reevaluate why are you friends with this person? Like, if the, what's the point of your friendship at this moment? I mean, or Interesting. ever. Interesting. I, um, I'll start with the, with the second thing you said. Okay. I, I actually want to give grace to some of the people who didn't check in because I think for some people, they don't know what to say or they don't know how to react. Uh, I can't think yeah. of the top of my head of people who I know who didn't check in. I mean, I'm sure plenty didn't, but I, I, I want to give, or maybe they don't understand what a big deal it is for yeah. us. Yeah. So I, I'll give them more grace. Uh, and the people who didn't post on social media, if, if they post about everything else, not not like if they only post recipes, but if they post about right. every other like thing in the world that's happening and they don't post right. about this, then yeah, that's very upsetting to me. Um, and then if, if they don't like, and then there are a few things that you have to say are like, maybe these are morally okay, but personally they're not okay for me. So like, it's morally okay not to care about October 7th if you have no relationship or no connection. But personally for me, like, I just don't want to be around people right now who are not like, yeah, you know, and maybe, maybe later on I can, you know, re like touch base with them again but 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 yeah don't you feel and maybe i'm wrong about this and I, i'm curious how listeners feel about this but like you and i mm-hmm. are in particular uh places in the world that are centered around this stuff right like if you are just a regular jewish person who you know has a life and has a regular job and works maybe in corporate america maybe you're a consultant i don't know like whatever i mean this should this be a defining of every single relationship that you have i just don't know like you and i are very unique i think in a way it, it so it shouldn't it should it should to the point that you want it to be right so if you right. feel like but also there's a difference between saying like accusing somebody 
of not being a good friend and saying like, you know what, this is not, this is my issue. Like right now I only want to be with people who like feel the yeah. same way as me, which is, a, I realize it's a very it's millennially hard. like way to right. like, acknowledge things, but but, but I don't think that's realistic. Honestly, I think that's realistic for certain people. But I was talking to someone who was telling me that, you know, they had to have a conversation with their partner, right? Because their partner didn't really get it. And like, it was hard for them to like yeah, relate. And I, so wanna, they had to, I couldn't be with somebody who doesn't get it. Okay. Like for for but, a partner or for, for a good, right. you know, for a good friend. But, but also when, when I, you know, when I go to work and people talk about it, um, as if it's just like headlines from the news, um, I it, it feels very hard for me, but right. I don't fault those people because I know that not everybody needs to feel the same way I'm feeling. You know what I mean? Right. So right. I don't want to be like, I don't want to call people out and be like, it's not just news, it's my life because it's like not everything revolves around, right. around me. Right, but right. It, but it also depends how close how close the friendship is. But I can tell you right now for me personally, on a personal level, I, I could not have people close to me who don't get it, even if they right. have every right to not get it. I understand that. I mean, I don't think like, I. it's hard for me to even think of someone in my life who doesn't really like. Yeah, I mean, exactly. And, and we but, don't have, but here's the thing. This is yeah. what I was thinking about. Okay. I, this is such a horrible example. And I, this is going to sound so disgusting, but I, <laughs> I, I, it just came into my head and this is like, I'm just going to say it, but like Go for it. my housekeeper. Okay. <laughs> she like, I don't believe her that like, she doesn't understand, like she doesn't get it. Right. Like she doesn't speak English. So it's not like she's watching <laughs> CNN, right? And like I was, she probably thought I was a mental case for like three weeks after the war that I walked around my house like crying all day and like, you know, screaming and yelling in my office at the Zooms I was at. You know what I mean? Like she could tell there was something <laughs> off, but like, should I be mad at her that, and she's very close to me, okay? There's almost no one that I feel more important in my life than my housekeeper. But like, I can't blame her that she doesn't get it. Like, she's just exactly. never going to understand you it. You marry her, you know? You would. <laughs> I would. <laughs> I might. She's, uh, really, she's really good at taking care of my house. But anyway, like, I don't blame her. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, yeah. do I blame her kids who don't like, I just, they don't, they don't get it. They're never going to get it. There's yeah. not, but you're right. I mean, a close personal friend. I mean, I don't know. Like, I just how, don't, I, just, I don't know, I but don't, it happens right now. I just want to be around people who feel the same way as I do, which I think is a very normal thing to want. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and I don't sure. know how long this will last. That's why I like forever. being here. That's why I yeah. like being in Israel because yeah. everyone gets it. I don't have to like explain, that's, you know, how I feel. That's what was so nice about the show yesterday that it felt like you didn't have to right. like whisper about being Israeli. Right. Um, speaking Bottom of... Bottom line, okay, we have to go. It's like, it's wait, already but, long. But I was going to say, speaking, I have such a good segue. Oh. Speaking right. of uh, people you want to be around, we have the Ask a Jew Hanukkah party tonight. So by the time this episode comes out, I think it will probably be after, but I'm very Whatever. excited about that. Whatever. And, uh, a party I won't be at. It's fine. Well, you can, uh, there's a lot of calls for a West Coast party. So you can yeah, we'll do uh, organize one, we'll one do of those. One. We'll leave, we'll do one of those. But um, listen, so bottom I line is non-Jews. Oh, good. So you know. oh, I'm so proud of you. Isn't it nice of me for of to order kosher yeah. ones? Yeah. Yeah. 
I have to say, after not eating any kind of like donut or cake or anything for nine months, I have tasted donuts. And oh my God, they're so good. Wait, you haven't had like anything for nine months like that? Like anything? I mean, I just, I've been really careful about not eating garbage. So like I haven't had any of that stuff. No, but like, have you had, I'm not like trying to put you on the spot, but like. No, no, it's fine. Because some people can't like, they're 100%. Like if I eat like a little bit, I will break down. But some people are like, if I, I allow myself treats here and there, then I can keep going. I was generally, I would say 90% of the time, not touching anything that wasn't healthy. Um, I would occasionally, I mean, listen, you know my life between every Shabbat and wedding and bar mitzvah and party. I mean, it's like nonstop. So I I would occasionally, occasionally I would have something, but I was very, very careful. I would never eat a donut. But Mm -hmm. over the last few days of Hanukkah, I'm not going to lie, I have definitely tasted some donuts. And let me tell you, London had a really good donuts and now mm. in Israel. Yeah, it's it's bad. But whatever, like I'm not jelly I'm not mad at myself. Or? Jelly is good. I love custard. Um, really? I like yeah, all the, the fancy ones. ones with like Oh my god, there's such like good butter ones. Spots. Pistachio, yeah. I don't have pistachio. I, I like the chocolate ones. Can you yeah. go buy Okay, here's a kosher question for you. Not kosher, but like if I just buy like donuts from from um what do you call it? Like Dunkin' Donuts. What's the difference between that and like non-kosher donuts? If well, I want to bring them to like a party. Are all the ingredients kosher? Where like you have to know what they were made with yeah. and like how they but were like made. The, the, not- the, the donuts at Bread's, which are fantastic, aren't kosher. Right. Um, but I would bring them to a party. But I feel like bringing like Dunkin' Donuts to a party would be weird. <laughs> well, is Dunkin' Donuts like kosher? a Hanukkah party. No, but oh. neither is breads. Right. I mean, I don't know. Just bring kosher donuts. I buy. I bought. I bought a lot of donuts, guys. Good. I think. Okay, I think good. a lot. I think about fifty. I mean, it's a little late to tell people that this is not coming out before the oh, party. Oh, right. So right, right. So they're gonna listen to this and be like, "The party was so <laughs> great, but there weren't enough donuts for anyone." <laughs> yes. Anyways, I'm not mad at myself for tasting the donuts. I will get right no, back on track I when I get home should. on Monday. Um, you should, yeah, and we'll talk about. I didn't want to be. I didn't want to be too skinny when I came to Israel because I didn't want to be kidnapped. Like this, they'll probably <laughs> be like, "She doesn't look worthwhile." So, oh, can I can I end with like the saddest story? Sorry, speaking of kidnapped, <sighs> but it's also very yes, very beautiful. Go. Sorry, yeah, um, I shouldn't have made a kidnap joke. I apologize. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just because more and more stories are coming out, and um. You know, there were a lot of uh, female soldiers that were kidnapped that nobody's talking I know, about. I know. It's um, so sad. The rumor is, or people are saying that they're not going to release them because they're going to have a lot of terrible, terrible sexual Ugh, abuse stories. I can't, I can't even but think about it. But these are 19-year-old girls. I don't care I know, that they're soldiers. I they I know. need to be back home with their families. I know. But I know. there were the story that came out that some of the little girls that were released um, last week or whenever it was, had this beautiful like uh, French braids in their mm-hmm. hair, and their mom asked them, "Who who did your hair like that?" And they're like the soldiers that were taking t- looking after us, oh, and that's kind God. of like that was I think the first time in the media that that they acknowledged that the soldiers were alive, oh, the fem- some female soldiers. So and they were like, oh, "Can you imagine them sitting them. there?" And like taking care of the little girls and like doing their hair because they're going home. How can we not do anything to get them? I, I, this is just killing me. Like, I don't understand. And the world screams and yells 
and our girls and boys are si- and men are sitting there I suffering. Heard, uh, I heard Nahum Barna, which is a very famous uh, like military correspondent in Israel, say that um, first of all they're being you know they're being held. There's a lot of guards and stuff, but that they have um, they have uh, instructions to kill any soldier, any hostage if the IDF is uh, gets close, if if they uh, feel like there's a, a oh, operation really? to get them. Yeah. Ugh. Well, Monster. on that hopeful note. On that hopeful note. Um, sorry to end like that, but um, happy yeah. Hanukkah, everyone. Tonight's happy the seventh Hanukkah. night. We have two more nights. Hopefully, I'll make it back to America. Um, alive. I mean, hopefully. We yeah, will. I'm joking. I will. Um, um, and uh, that's it. Good luck at the party. I can't wait to hear about it. We'll talk about you the whole time. Maybe we'll uh, wake you up. I hope and people miss me. You. Yeah, we should. Yeah. When is Absolutely. it tonight? Yeah, we will. Yeah, it's between six and nine. So it's literally going to be the middle of the night for you. I don't so care. So when I'll you wake it. up to go to the bathroom, just <laughs> check in. I'm not 80 years old. Oh, I, I wake like, up to go to the bathroom like three times. What? I, yeah. Never. By the way, the no, I do not. The new iPhone. I got the new iPhone and the new um, software. You have an iPhone, right? Yes, of it's, course. It's so, yes, of course. I'm not a peasant. <laughs> so when you put it on your side like this, yeah. when I'm showing you, but not our listeners, when you yeah. put it on your side on your nightstand, it turns into like um, I wonder if it will do it now. It turns into this like night display no that's way. just like a clock, like like an old school alarm clock. I love that. Uh, and I love it. And so I just put it on my nightstand like that. And then I have no excuse to like open my phone to see what time it is. Oh my God. Because it's just like, it, and you can do like a calendar. And if the of course- The worst thing in the world is to op- start looking at your phone in the middle of the night. I do that sometimes. Especially so now bad. when you just like all the soldiers that were died. Die. Like know. every morning I wake up to- <sighs> Ugh. I know. I just looked to see if I got any messages. Like, what am I looking for exactly? It's it's all in our in our um, Ask a Jew group. Probably Gabby yelling at us. Um, <laughs> and, uh, uh, anyway, okay. So we'll have to take a lot of photos tonight. I need to remember that. Okay. Yes. Please okay. Do. Well, okay. Nice travels. You. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Bye.